My name's Todd. This is Kathy. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. This is podcast number 496 as we inch our way towards the big 500. Why listen to Zen Parenting Radio, sweetie? Because you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? And always remember our motto, which is that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. And the ability to get sleep. And sleep and play. (laughs) Two things that we all need more of. Um, as a teaser, will you tease the show before I get into a few quick takes? Sure. I'm going to just talk about a few major points that I, uh, learned or heard on a podcast and Super Soul Sunday, uh, show with Oprah. Um, she interviewed Sister Joan, who I've seen her interview before. She's written many, many books. I think she said 50, but she has this new book called... It's a lot of books. I know. That new, I'm trying to get through like my, what is it? My third? Your fourth. My fourth. And it's taking years. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Our book is called The Time Is Now, A Call to Uncommon Courage. And I wanted to talk about some points in the book that I think are really interesting to discuss. Um, A few things I want to promote. Um, We have a virtual tribe. So if there's any guys out there or any uh, females out there that have a guy in their life and they want to connect uh, with other guys, go to the tribemensgroup.org. Um, we have a virtual membership now, so check it out. And then we have a screening coming up of the bystander moment, which is produced by Jackson Katz. And it's about the Me Too movement and the pervasiveness of sexual harassment and abuse. And, uh, in this documentary that I've already watched, it's pretty outstanding. And it just talks about how us guys need to quit being an observer and stepping up and standing up. So that... That screening, because that's at the Elmhurst. July 9th. So that's at the Elmhurst Library, and that's for men, women, uh, uh, teens? Yeah, I would say teens. Okay, so if you've got a son who's like a, like, what do you think the youngest? 12. 12. Okay, so boys 12 and up, and it, you know, I know they probably won't be super excited to go to a movie with you at the Elmhurst Library, but it might start an amazing conversation about how to speak up in the face of these things. And I really hope the local guys can come see this because um, sometimes... And bring a friend. Yeah, and sometimes we do this and there's uh, a lot of women in the group, which is awesome, but let's get the guys there, especially to this. Um, Do you know how sometimes... uh, So we've had kind of a whirlwind of a day, you and I. You think? Sometimes, and you know, just to being very honest with our audience, it's just been one of those tough days that we all have from time to time. But I'm excited for the show. You want to know why, sweetie? Why? Because sometimes pitchers pitch no hitters when they feel like crap in the bullpen, uh, in the pre, in the warmups, okay, before it starts. Oh, really? And then other, yeah, like they'll interview a, a guy and say, "Oh my God, you pitched a no hitter." Were you feeling it? He's like, actually, my bullpen session before the game was sucky. Oh. And then other times when you feel really good, the performance on the field isn't so great. Mm. So what I'm hoping for today <laughs> is that uh, our bullpen session for today kind of sucks. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe the show will be outstanding. But short. Short. Because I have people's hair to curl and Sweetie, I'll curl things her hair. to do. No, it's you fine. won't curl her hair. Um, so I talked about the tribe. I talked about the bystander moment. Real quick, good news. Okay, I like good news. Walmart. Um, they are raising the age to buy tobacco products and e-cigarettes to 21. Fantastic. And, and John Duffy talked about this, uh, it's also getting rid of flavored nicotine products. Yes. Uh, products as the country deals with what the FDA called a vaping youth epidemic. Yeah. So 
good news from Walmart. Nice job, guys, gals. Yeah, it took, uh, like, with the smoking thing, it, it, like, took forever for people to realize that Joe Camel, who was a cartoon, was aimed at, you know, mm-hmm. kids and yeah. people who are younger. Like, as soon as you get a cartoon going, you know, yeah. it's probably not for adults. But with this jeweling thing, it wasn't soon enough, and it shouldn't have been marketed to them in the first place. I'll say that. But at least something's happening rather than 10 years later, right. you know, they're saying yes, or I don't know if they've admitted to marketing at teens, but it's so obvious. Mm-hmm. The colors of the jewels, the, yeah. they're, you know, the yeah. kind of flavors, it's so obvious. And they're just saying, oh no, it's for adults. Yeah. Cause all adults get like slurpy flavors. Yeah. Their nicotine. Yeah. It's I just, don't think that that's what that, it's like Swisher Sweets. Remember the good old days when those, those Utes started smoking Swisher like my sweets? buddies would always have swisher sweets i know like i, I never smoked it wasn't my thing but it smelled good so maybe that's why they smoked it i don't know because cigarettes don't smell good but swisher sweets smell good well it depends on if you're a smoker it smells good to you oh yeah yeah I guess that's true it's all relative um and then one last thing and then we're going to get into it um jennifer siebel newsom mm-hmm. did i pronounce mm-hmm. Um, She's Gavin Newsom's uh, wife, but she has her own business. I love her newsletter. You know, we all get a bunch of newsletters and I I unsubscribe to most, uh, but I love hers. And she says, take take action, make a point, because she's all about uh, equality, Mm -hmm. make a point of seeing these women-directed films on opening weekend. And she has four, and I want to see if you've heard of any of okay, these. Okay, let's go. First one actually opened on May 24th called Booksmart. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Olivia Wilde uh, directed it. Uh, it's starring Billy Lord, whoever that is. June 7th. Well, called... I, I was talking about the director because she said they were directed by... Yes, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's just who's starring mm-hmm. it. Um, June 7th, Late Night. Yes, that's Mindy uh, Kaling and uh, Emma Thompson. Very good. And you don't know who directed that, do you? I don't. Uh, July 12th, The Farewell. I don't know that Starring Aquafina. That sounds like a water. Well, Aquafina is that Asian American actress. She hosted uh, Saturday Night Live. She's super funny. She was in oh, really? um, Crazy Rich Asians. All right, cool. And then last but not least, something called The Kitchen on August 9th. Don't know that one either. Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moths. So these are four films that were directed by women. Cool. So support them. Let's let's, let's, well, and let's you know, bring them along. What you and I haven't watched yet because I'm kind of afraid to watch it. Afraid is the wrong word. I'm bracing myself is mm-hmm. Ava DuVernay's movie on Netflix called When They See Us um, about the Central Park Five. Mm. Um, you know, I've been kind of watching on Twitter people's responses to it and it's just excruciating. Mm. Um, the the truth is excruciating. Yeah. And I saw Lovia Jai posted today on Twitter this is literally like a horror film yeah. for um, people who have been experienced this or know people who have experienced it. And for those of you who don't know the story, basically five really young boys mm-hmm. were prosecuted. It, well, let me start. Interrogated, kind of pulled off the street, prosecuted. For prison, a murder? For a rape in oh, Central Park. Got it. And they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And they were basically, even in the interrogation, there was... They were like setting setting them up against each other, and they didn't even know who each other were. Yeah, they were. There was like a. It was a complete like. And then they said things to them, kind of similar to in Making a Murderer. Yeah. Remember what was his name, Brendan Dassey? Yeah. Similar stuff like if you say this, you can go home. Yeah. You know they like broke them down. Yeah. And what does a fourteen year old kid want to do? Yeah. I mean that's that's Cameron's age. Yeah. It's nuts. And Crazy. so these boys, not only were they imprisoned and you know lost so much of their life, but you know, uh, 
just I think the thing we forget about um, someone being imprisoned or you know taken through the the justice system, and Ava DuVernay always puts the quotes around justice system, right. um, is that it's not just them; mm-hmm. it's their families, it's their communities, it's their children. With this case, these were children, so they didn't have their own children. But if you are a father or a mother, like it can decimate a community or a family. And we forget the ripple effect. And this happens over and over and over again. So I... It's going to be a heavy watch. It is. and But I feel like... It's something to. I have to do sure. because that's I to these men. We owe it to these men to, to watch go through versus stay, uh, turn a blind eye. Exactly. This is how we learn. And when we say, "Oh no, it's too much. It's too much." I mean, I understand. Like I, you know, I turn away from baseball games when there's two outs. Like I get the the pain, but there just is some things that um, even if I can't look at every scene, mm-hmm. I have to take in the story. Yeah. So sure. um, so anyway. On that note, that's kind of what we're talking about a little bit. Sister Christian, you're the only one. Sister Joan. Oh, sorry. Sister Joan. Sister Joan. She's a nun, and she's just a very wise and fiery and outspoken nun. Uh, I can't pronounce her last name. That's why I'm not saying it. I feel like I owe people her last name, but can you say her last name? I don't even know what her last name is. It's spelled C-H-I-S-T-T-I-E-R, I think. Um, regardless, we will put the podcast um, in the show notes okay. between her and Oprah. Okay. Right? Yeah, because so I got to listen to it twice because I listened to the podcast and I was like, Todd, you have to listen. You have to listen. You have to listen. And then yesterday, uh, JC and I watched the Super Soul Sunday, um, like, you know, the TV version mm. of the podcast. Sister so. Joan Chittister. Thank you. I think that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. actually very phonetic. Okay. It's because it's not in front of me. I yeah. want to say Chister. So I wanted to briefly discuss a few things that she pointed out that I thought were really important. One of them being that everybody's too damn quiet. Mm. Everybody's so silent about things that aren't normal. And it, for her as an 82-year-old woman and a nun, she's like, what's going on? What We're so, the things that we have normalized and that we're allowing people to gaslight us. And, you know, for those people always say, what do you mean gaslight us? It's when we see something happening and the people who are doing it say, no, you're not seeing what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're not seeing Convince that. Convince you out of what it is that you can see with clarity. Not only that, but they tell you you're the problem. Yeah. That you just are being political mm-hmm. or you just, you know, you're just a, a liberal or you're just... You know, Sweetie, you're a snowflake. You're a snowflake. Whatever it is, it's not only do they tell you that what you're seeing isn't what you're seeing, they also tell you you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. And she's just talking about so many things. Like yeah. it's not just one issue and it's not just one man. It's a whole, you know, it's saying, oh, it's okay, um, you know, that we're, you know, hurting the oceans. It's okay that we're taking away women's rights. It's okay that we're, um, you know, not feeding people. It's okay that, you know, money is going toward, like, I think the thing that's driving me crazy right now, um, is how, when people tell me, but the economy's good Mm -hmm. and what that tells me, and I don't even know if she brought this up or I was just thinking about it myself, but when we say, but the economy is good, Basically, it reminded me of David Brooks's book, The Road to Character, where mm-hmm. he talks about we have our loves out of order. Yeah. That really, and he talked about the word sin and what the definition of sin really is. Mm-hmm. Not the not the version that's come through religion, but just sin by yeah. definition. Augustine, I think, said this, is when our loves are out of order, yeah. which means that if 
people look at me and say, yeah, all these things are happening and we're rolling back rights for the LGBTQ community and we're rolling back rights for women and we're deregulating everything so we can dump stuff in the ocean and we're cutting down trees and we are, you know, kids are dying at the border, but the economy... Well, it's funny. It's it, it reminds me of when Bill Clinton won presidency when he was running for it. Um, they had a sign at the campaign headquarters. It's about the economy, stupid. Right. Correct. I think that was James Carville that yep. coined mm-hmm. that. So um, yeah, so I'm I'm used to hearing that. Like you know, if the economy is good, then everybody else will. Not, not, many people will basically let a whole lot of other things that bother them kind of not bother them too much. And But the truth is, is that we're not, you know, I think the sentence you maybe almost said was, if the economy's good, then everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. And that's not really a true statement. Right. Because first of all, the economy is only working for certain people. Yeah. And most of them are corporate people. And most of them middle are or upper middle, class, upper class right. people. So, you know, I was listening to a podcast today. Oh, it was, I heard Marianne Williamson's podcast on Pod Save America. And she was talking about how she knew when during the campaign, when Hillary Clinton was saying, we just got to keep these years strong, like when, you know, like Barack Obama, we got to keep continuing. And she knew because she traveled all over the country that people were going to be like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, like things aren't working out for me. Yeah. She she felt that there was going to be some sort of retaliation. And she didn't know if it was going to be a Bernie Sanders retaliation or, or a Donald Trump retaliation. Yeah. So again, I'm not trying to get into the, this is not about the 2016 election per se. This is about complacency. This, exactly. It's about indifference, silence, and complacency. And about, you know, again, having our loves out of order. Like, what are your loves? And like, so... I wrote a few things down from David Brooks's book. And again, he's got a new book called The Second Mountain. Okay. And I um, have it and I'm struggling with it a little bit. Not because it's not well written, but I haven't quite taken off mm-hmm. to that second mountain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But The Road to Character, I really pulled a bunch of stuff out okay. of. Um, so like, you know... Um, Let's see, just a few examples of having our loves out of order. You know, he says, think about it for a minute. We all love a lot of things. We love family. We love money. We love a little affection, status, and truth. We all know that some loves are higher than others. Our truth, or excuse me, our love of truth should be higher than our love of money. But if we're lying to get money, we're putting our loves out of order, Mm. right? Um, So another example is like, um, you know, if we are talking about a friend at a party because we want to share gossip and we want to seem popular, then we have put the need to be seen as popular above friendship. Yeah. And we're upside down. We're in, in, in many of us are upside down and then we kind of catch ourselves and say, Oh, that wasn't a good choice. Like it's not that we're going to go through life and do things perfectly. You know, we're going to have moments like as Todd and I always say, you know, you're out of balance when you feel you're out of balance, making a choice like that, Sure. you know, like where you're like, you're kind of like an ally on your taxes or you're gonna, you know, you lie to a friend, cut corners, you're going to cut corners and you're like, Oh, wait a second. This doesn't feel right. Like that's how we learn. Yeah. But when you're constantly being bombarded with people saying things to you like, but the economy's good, but you're looking around and you're saying, but so many people are hurting and I feel like I'm being chronically lied to mm-hmm. and that people like support that lying. Yeah. And, and so, or if not support it, they justify it. Maybe that's a better word. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, um, 
I'm certainly not, uh, I, I'm trying to get in the head of why somebody would say, well, the economy's good. What does the economy represent? The economy represents to some people uh, a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And as long as I have a paycheck and I can put food on the table, then everything is just fine. Yes, I totally hear that. So I, I, hear that. I feel like that's what the, that's where that comes from. But it's <laughs> at the expense of a whole bunch of other issues. That's the thing, because I understand the need for money and the love of money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, and I don't, I don't know if I have anything to pull from this specifically, but another podcast I was listening to a couple of days ago was, uh, Lynn twist was on the goop podcast. Mm-hmm. And I saw Lynn twisted emerging women a few years ago. And she really talks about the power of money. Mm-hmm. Um, she used to be very, very wealthy and, and she may still be wealthy, but she was, she kind of got lost in the, Oh, I have wealth. So I should learn about wine and mm-hmm. I should travel to places. And she realized she had her loves out of order, that she wasn't being herself. And what she does now is she's got this whole, um, she's done all of her work around um, feeding people all over the world. And so she asks rich people for money all the time. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I appreciate when people have money because I ask them Makes her job easier. Exactly. She's like, so she kind of lives in that paradox, but she's also like, I know that nothing comes from have like there was no happiness. Mm -hmm. There was no... Like we have to expand our awareness and, you know, just to, just to kind of frame this. Cause like you said, people want to put food on the table. They're worried about their own lives. And I totally get that. Um, and as we know, statistically research wise, what we know is if you are in poverty, having, um, a percentage more of money where you are not struggling does make you happier. Right. But once you get to a certain level or threshold, it really money doesn't bring more happiness. Yeah, and they've do- studied that. Correct. Statistically is and they measure people's happiness based upon a certain household income. Exactly. And it does not once you get to whatever the number is 50k a year per family or 35 whatever it is, um so the happiness does rise quite a bit from like zero to 50 If you can't eat and then you can eat, your right. happiness rises. But then once you get to whatever that number is, um, your happiness does not go up in the way that you think it would. Mm-hmm. And then it caps out. And then right. I think once you get to a certain amount of money, it actually, your happiness starts going, going down. down. Exactly. Because you then you worry about losing it yeah. and you worry about losing your status mm-hmm. and you worry about, and you know, this is the thing is like, you know, I don't have all sorts of answers like, well, then because we know this, then we do A, B, and C. But it's just interesting for us to think about mm-hmm. these games um, that we kind of play with our brain. Like I was with some eighth grade girls last week and we were talking about this. We were talking about grades and I was kind of challenging them on, I was telling you this before about how, what if you got a 94% versus a 97%, would that bother you? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yes, we want a 97%. Why? Because that makes your A higher. And then and then I went on and I was like, and if your A is higher, it means what? Then I get a higher grade point average. Then, you know, teachers like me better. Then I get into a bigger college. And I just kept going. I said, then what? Then yeah. what? Then what? And they're like, well, then I get a job. And I go, and then you're happy? And they're like, well, no, not necessarily. And I'm like, well, then, you know, what does success mean? Well, when you're happy, but these things won't make you happy, but you're still doing them. And so I was trying to kind of challenge their brain on why you're doing what you're doing. And their teacher was in the room. Mm -hmm. I'm very aware that sometimes challenging kids on this can, some parents and teachers can be like, what are you doing? Sweetie, mix it up. Get it, get into it. And in in no way am I saying don't get A's, but the stress around the A and the belief that the A is equals something. Exactly. Like if you get an A and you want to work hard for you in the moment because you like the teacher and you're learning and this is interesting to you, then it's like, 
amazing, well, right? Well, and you know, there's times when like whatever, my daughter comes home and she gets this on a, on a grade for a test instead of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, if they do poorly, I'd be like, okay, now you know you need what you need to work right. on. If they do really well, it's like forget about the A, like, you know, this material, yeah. that's really like, you know, JC's taking some pretty cool classes. Like what was, uh, the government class. Like and she knows more I than we do. I can't believe now. how much you know about know. how our government works. I mean, it was really in depth and I'm like, forget about the grade. Like, you know, this stuff right. and this is going to carry you. Yeah. Like you didn't memorize it for a test. No. You know it. Like I remember being in history and government and being like cram, cram, cram. Yeah. Just so you, and then you'll forget about it. And then it you two forget about it. Later. And I'm still um, relearning. Before you go to the next one, can I talk about our one partner for the week? Sure. And it's a new partner, sweetie. It's Backblaze. And I have a question for you. Do you have a Mac or a PC? I have a Mac. Um, and what do you do for your backups? Um... If I really don't want to lose something, I email it to you. Yes. And then a lot of times I put things on a flash drive. Yeah. And then I think we have a backup system yeah. connected, but I don't know what it is. Well, it's an expensive system compared to Backblaze. Oh, okay. And as I'm researching Backblaze, it's a gimmick-free, unlimited cloud backup for Macs and PCs for just $6 per month per computer. It backs up documents, music, photos, videos, drawings, projects, everything and it does it behind the scenes so it's not like you have to press any buttons it's just always backing some things up so here is what you need to do if you if you're not backing up first of all you better do it because you know what happens when you don't back up your computer it it goes away husband's get in trouble what does that mean? Well, it means if I didn't do this, like this is kind of my job. Oh, well, for you, partners get in trouble. Partners, yes, because it may depend on who's in charge of it. Or it, could it might be, be the woman. Yeah, exactly. So go to backblaze.com/slash/zenparenting. They have a 15-day no-risk-free trial. Once again, that's black backblaze.com/slash/zenparenting. Uh, go check it out. And thanks for back to Backblaze and just support our partners if you will. It will really help us out. So give it a try. Give it a shot. Um, so I am going to just, you know, because of time, I'm going to step down to the other things that I wanted to talk about here. Um, a few, uh, some comment that she made about, you know, something that is super important to me. And it's something that's kind of one of our Zen parenting values. Like if you go to our website, we actually have this as part of our mission is civil discourse. Mm. Um, I remember writing a whole thing about civil discourse, like two and a half years ago, cause I just couldn't believe how much. Um, you know, uncivility. Yeah. Um, there was such a lack of civility and I just couldn't believe it. And now it's just so, and when I say normal, I don't mean that I buy into it or I like it it's or normalized, it's effective, but, doesn't but we're us. so used to it that that's just an American value problem. It's almost when you see somebody arguing respectfully, Civilly, yeah. you're like, oh my God, like that's the outlier. Right. Right, where you're like, you're like, oh my gosh, we're what a wonderful example. And the reason they're big deals is because we don't see it often enough, especially not on the talking heads. On exactly, the TV. there's just such a belief that we have to yell at each other, and I get, and a lot of that is social media you know, lack of civility where it's so easy to just do a few characters and just throw someone under the bus so Mm. fast. But she's talking about civil discourse. And then, you know, she talked about in this kind of environment that we're in, um, no matter what we're talking about, like if it's something with the government, if it's something with, um, within our family and our community, we usually end up with three choices. And, um, these are the choices. Let's hear them. Okay. Our first choice is not me, 
Mm-hmm. I am independent of this system, and I'm not getting involved. This goes back to the bystander thing. Exactly. Like in our own family where we're like people are struggling around us, I'm not going to ask them what's wrong. I'm not going to pay attention. It's their life. That's where people start to justify I need everybody to you know, do their own thing. I'm teaching them independence. Or are you saying I'm not getting involved? Like obviously I know there's a fine line. I'm not mm-hmm. saying jump into your kids' lives and, sure. and fix things for them. What I'm saying is sometimes we're too separate. Yeah. Sometimes we see there's a problem and it could be in our marriage. Well, and I'm, t- I'm totally guilty of this. There's times when I'm like, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm not even going to go right. there. I'm not going to invest emotionally into it. I'm just going to, hey, and I'll hide behind the 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 Zen Buddhist philosophy is, oh, that respect the isness of the situation. Correct. So we, I, do, I do this. We can find any quote, any author, any lyric of a song to justify what we're doing. Sure. You know, we can, no matter what, and that's the thing is that's why this is like being a human being and being in relationship is an art mm-hmm. because there are no absolutes. Right. And in every situation, some situations you need to stay out of, some situations you need to step in, some situate, but regardless, you can't completely disengage and not me, that's in the family. Mm-hmm. Not me also applies to community, to the school, to political intervention, to activism, where people honestly think they're not affected by their community. Yeah. They think that laws don't affect them. They think, oh, that's that's not going to bother me, so I'm not going to get involved. Mm-hmm. Everything affects everybody. Yeah. We're um, part of an ecosystem. We are. And it's when people are like, oh, well, at least my rights aren't being threatened. Well, wait long enough, mm-hmm. and they will be. Um, and then the next one is, uh, second one is rollover. Roll over. This is where we succumb. Beethoven. Roll over Beethoven. Not really. She didn't use that word, but roll over. Um, It's you're succumbing to what's happening. You say things like, it's just different now. This is just the way it is. Mm -hmm. People yell at each other. This is the way, this is the way teens are. Mm -hmm. This is the way marriage is. This is the way seventh grade is. Mm -hmm. This is the way our government is. Like we just accept this. Even if we're totally uncomfortable, we decide to not necessarily put our head in the sand, but say there's nothing I could do. So are all three of these things like different forms of complacency? No. Okay. So because the, the first two are bad. Correct. It seems like. But Is the I, third one good? Yeah. Okay. I haven't. You're, you're jumping the gun a little so bit. So one and two, bad. Number three, good. <laughs> well, and, and there are times when we do accept certain things. And there's times when we do step out. But if we do too much of one and two, mm-hmm. then we can't be hopeful. Yeah. Because hope comes from action. Hope isn't praying that other people come to our rescue. It's like, I'm hopeful because I'm doing something. Yeah. And that's that gets us to number three, which is, uh, you know, she didn't really specify the words, so I will use kind of what I took with it, took from it, deal with it, do Mm. something, which do something means all sorts of different things. Study what's happening. Like she talked about, you know, there was a time and way back when, when something like a healthcare bill would be brought to, you know, our legislative bodies Mm -hmm. and people would sit around tables and talk about it. Yeah. I mean, now it's like, well, if Republicans are here and Democrats are here, it's not going anywhere. Like we're we're so, and I don't even want to be cliche, but we're so polarized. It's beyond that. It's like, we're not even willing to discuss the truth. And as um, constituents, Mm -hmm. um, we need to be able to look at a healthcare policy and say, who does this help? Who does this hurt? Like we need to be able to, like dealing with it is actually caring. Now- What's important is that, you know, because the next comment she makes is support something. Like, you don't have to support health care and gun laws and, uh, like, you don't have to be 
about everything. Pick yours. But pick something. That you feel um, inspired, emotional about, whatever. Like listen to your body as opposed to, because you're, you're right, because you can go too far. Correct. And then you're an, advocate, an advocate for everything. Right. And then you forget to feed your kids. Correct. And I'm just making that up. So pick something that you that stirs you up. There's Be- enough to go around. Yeah. There's a, and if everybody did that with their few things that they feel passionate about, then they do it. Like, you know, you work with women. I work with men. Like, these are some things that, that are in alignment with what we feel as opposed to pretending to do something that we're not really in line with. And then we can be support systems for other things. Like, we have friends who are in charge of Moms Demand Action, yeah. and we'll show up to a meeting. Right, but we're not running the meeting. We're not running it, though. We are a support system for that you know, do what we can do, Mm -hmm. or we, you know, support, um, you know, go to a gay pride parade Mm -hmm. and we're there and we watch and Mm -hmm. we walk and we support, but we're not running the parade. Like we don't have to, like we can show up for people and not necessarily be in charge of the whole thing. Like, and, and even if we just say, no, I can't do even those things you said, Kathy, just do the one thing, which is you're not communicating with your partner anymore. Make that a priority. Because if you don't know how to communicate with your partner or right. your best friend or your child, right. make that what you deal with. Mm-hmm. Like this doesn't have to be, even though I know I started kind of big and grand and political, um, that's these the big are, umbrella. Yeah, these are metaphors and do it into your own personal world. Exactly. And like be like so, so So yeah. So like I'm just trying to think of like if in a partnership – and one person is the alpha and the other one is just used to like standing down and just dealing with Correct. it, you know, stand up. Yeah. But do, And how are you going to stand up? Are you going right. to stand up and start throwing darts or are you going to stand up and say, you know, you can do it with love and compassion, but you can still have a difficult conversation? Well, and what I tell my clients a lot of the time, because most of my clients come in my office saying that they have one issue and really we figure out that it's another thing. And so what, what I usually tell them to do is first, just focus on you. Mm -hmm. Don't dive into how you're going to convince the other person of something new. Like you really need to focus on your own self, self care, your own self understanding. So you can have some clarity about what you really want. Because if you're like, I'm not sure, but I'm just going to speak up. And like you said, throw darts. Mm-hmm. Not, and I know when you said throw darts, you mean hurt someone. Yeah. But I even mean like in the other way, throw darts at a wall where you're like, I don't even know what yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's flailing. Mm-hmm. Like you need to like, before you make big pronouncements and declarations, you need to know what you know want. What you're ta- and plus you got to know what you're talking about. Exactly. There's a lot of people out there that are that are screaming from the mountaintops that don't know what they're talking about. And though, and those people are usually like, I want to be heard, I want to be heard, but they're not sure what they want to be heard for. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like you, you, you have to do some, and in, we all learn on the fly. So you don't have to be a perfectionist or get your doctorate in something to speak out, but you need to, um, at least have some self-examination yeah. in the process. And so when my clients feel overloaded or my girls or you or me, the first step is me, Yeah, me, me, me. Like how am I feel? Like I told Todd that we've been just running like crazy people this last week. And, um, I finally sat down to meditate. I haven't meditated for what, four days. Cause we've been waking up and going to the next thing and next thing. And I sat down and I could feel how exhausted my body is. So I've been running like that without even realizing it. Like I hadn't even 
Like when you sit down and close your eyes, you're like, oh. This is what my body's like. This is what my body feels like. When I'm not running from one thing to the other. Exactly. And it doesn't feel good. It feels worn out. And and so that's why I'm grateful for for mindful, for meditation. And I know for a lot of people, they mean- It's a wonderful reminder. It is. If you didn't sit down and meditate, you'd, you'd be going- even more on autopilot, yeah. and then eventually it backs up on you, and it I think either it already did. you either ex- <laughs> you either explode or you implode, right. or maybe a combination of the both. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You you kind of break apart inside, and then you you project it on everybody else. And you know, it's funny because those are like just simple reminders that I did have to get some things done. But before I sat down to meditate, I had a big plan to walk and I was like, I'm going to do this. I was trying to incorporate exercise. And then when I felt my body, I was like, you're not walking. Mm -hmm. You need to chill. And that is important because if I keep going at the pace I'm going, not only do I hurt myself, but everybody around me gets the brunt of it. The ripple, sweetie. It is a ripple, just like we said. And then the last thing, Todd, is... um, is the this sentence she said that I just wanted to say it out loud. So this is not number four. This is a no, new thing. No, this is a new thing. Those Real quick, were the three one things. was not me. Not me. Two was roll over. Roll over. Three is deal, deal with, with it. it. And when deal, what deal with it means is like we could go through 10 different ways you deal yeah. with it. But really, it's you study what you want to study. Mm-hmm. You support something, mm-hmm. choose something, and you get engaged in it. Like yeah. you really, even if your study is you. Like, what do I need? Get some clarity. And then when you start to deal with that, then you start to like reach out to other communities. Or if you're like, I don't really want to deal with me now, but I do want to go to this kind of meeting or, you know, just take a step. What is the last piece of wisdom from Sister Joan? Sister Joan, the last thing she said, and I think Oprah read this straight out of her book is, we are all yearning for the genuine. We are all yearning for the genuine. Yeah. All right. What does that mean? Well... I just love the word genuine, and I haven't heard someone use it in a long time. When I time. think of genuine, I think of authentic. Yeah, absolutely. We're, and that's what, when, you, when you're constantly being lied to, or you're being told- Or you're lying to yourself. Or you're lying to yourself, or you're being told, no, you don't see what you see here, or what you're feeling, you're not really feeling, or- um, or no, you're wrong. You know, you don't, you shouldn't speak out about that or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. When you hear or feel or see something genuine, it's like having a drink of water. It's mm-hmm. like being soothed or getting a massage or we're just yearning for something true. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, you say genuine, I say authenticity and, you know, my truth. experience, the truth and my experience with that is not like uh, personal with our, with the family that we co-created, but the reason I run this guys program is because there's so many shallow relationships out there I've had with other men and whether it's based on sports or, or alcohol or whatever. And, you know, it's authenticity. I think we as human beings are hardwired towards it. Yes. And we are conditioned culturally, culturally not to have it. And I feel like that's what you're, that's what this is all about. Yeah. And when we yearn for the genuine, it means we have to confront that in ourselves first and then ask for that from the world. Mm -hmm. So it's like yearning for the genuine means I can look out into the world and say, gosh, when I do find something genuine, you know, if it be a conversation with you or a friendship or a book or an author or a song, that's meaningful to me. But I also need to cultivate that genuineness in myself Mm -hmm. because where we are right now with all the struggles we're having is not because of one person. It's because of a collective willingness to not be genuine. So, um, so this is kind of a shortened podcast. 
podcast, but we wanted to happy summer. Happy summer. We've, yeah, we have this started. is our intro to the summer yeah. for us. Some people are still in school. Sorry about right. all you guys and gals that are still in school. Yeah, we finished school, but we're still racing like uh, crazy people, and we're going to slow down this week. But we wanted to get this show in. So, um, Jeremy Kraft, he's a bald headed beauty. He's one of our amazing partners. He does painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. And his website is avidco.net, and his phone number is 630-956-1800. Don't forget, out there, guys, I coach guys, so go to toddadamscoaching.com. And uh, Kathy and I are going to be out in the California area in October at uh, 1440 Multiversity. So we got a lot of different things cooking. You can go to uh, zenparentingradio.com or uh, regarding the men's work that I do, you can go to tribemensgroup.org. So lots of different uh, availabilities out there for you. We will catch you guys next week and have a good day and chat later. Adios. Thanks for listening, everyone. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And feel free to leave a review on iTunes. It helps people find us. Do you want more Zen parenting? Check out Team Zen. It's a $25 monthly subscription where you'll get two live Zen talks with an opportunity to ask us questions. If you can't join us live, you can still access all Zen talks through the Team Zen private podcast app. You'll have access to all previous Zen Talks, connect with like-minded people through our private Facebook page, and get discounts on everything we offer. Our tagline is zero pressure, 100% support. Interested in inviting us to speak at your conference or organization? Go to zenparentingradio.com and submit a speaker request. While you're there, check out our upcoming events, or you can purchase one of my three books. What about my book, sweetie? Just my books. I want to tell you about an exciting weekend workshop we have coming up on October 25th through the 27th at the Majestic 1440 Multiversity, nestled in the California Redwoods near Santa Cruz. For more details, send me an email at todd at zenparentingradio.com. If you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link under the Support Us link on our homepage. It doesn't cost you anything, but Kathy and I get a small commission from Amazon. And don't forget to put next year's ZPR conference on your calendar. It's February 28th and 29th, 2020. Leap into the new year with us. That's right. Leap, sweetie. Uh, And guys, don't forget, I have a one-on-one coaching practice. It's called Coaching for Guys. Uh, So we talk about work-life balance, deepening relationships with loved ones. We can talk in person, by phone, or FaceTime. You get to choose. First session's free. For more information, go to toddadamscoaching.com. And don't forget about the Tribe Men's Group. We're finally reaching out beyond Chicago and are going to have some opportunities virtually. So head on over to tribemensgroup.org. It's an opportunity for guys to come together and talk about what really matters. And I'd like to give special thanks to our founding partner, Jeremy Kraft from Avid Company, painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. He's a bald-headed beauty, and he can be found on the internet at avidco.net. And lastly, just thanks to all you listeners for listening and keeping us going after all these years. Cannot say thank you enough and uh, keep trucking. Adios.